0: Hi, everyone. It is so great to share my very special and inspiring guest, Tracy Susie, with all of you today. Tracy and I are both Floridians, but Tracy is part of a rare species. She is a true native-born Floridian. Tracy was living a very fulfilling life with her family in Charlotte, North Carolina, raising her three children, working as an award-winning real estate broker and devoting much of her time to fundraisers and charitable organizations when, in 2016, her loving son, Eamon, passed away unexpectedly at the age of 29 from central neurological sleep apnea. You are going to be incredibly touched when you hear about Tracy's journey to find Eamon after he crossed over and how she turned her tragedy into a blessing by becoming a guiding light behind the well-known and very respected online group called Helping Parents Heal, an organization dedicated to helping parents whose children have transitioned to the other side. I am honored to say that I've been a guest speaker at two online events for Helping Parents Heal. In addition to working with many mediums and others who have helped the members of Helping Parents Heal to know that their children are still with them, albeit in spirit, Tracy has immersed herself in the study of spirituality and is also an assistant to the internationally renowned medium, Thomas John. Tracy has learned to communicate with Eamon through a modality called automatic writing, with which I am personally familiar because it is a modality I talk about in my book, They Serve Bagels in Heaven. She says that each of us can also learn to communicate with our deceased loved ones through automatic writing. So I, for one, am eager to hear all about that. It is truly my pleasure to introduce all of you to Tracy Susie, a wonderful person who I am proud to say is also my friend. Hey, Tracy, it's so great to have you on Grief and Rebirth podcast. <laughs> wow,
1: thank you for that introduction, Irene. My, my pleasure.
0: <laughs> all true, all true. <laughs> Let's begin our interview today by having you tell us about your life-saving journey to meet author, evidential medium, speaker, and visionary Suzanne Geisman.
1: Suzanne Geisman, my savior. I like to call her my savior. Um, Five months into my journey after my beloved Eamon crossed over, um, well, first I met Dr. Mark Pitstick and did a webinar with him. And while I was searching him, I came across Suzanne Giesman, and she was doing a class in New Mexico and I now live in Colorado. So I decided to attend one of her classes. Um I was in d c visiting my daughter, who broke her foot, left there, came back to Colorado to go to Suzanne, and my praying began. I started praying, please amen, if you 're still with us, please get through Suzanne, please get through Suzanne. so I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and I share this now because other parents relate highly to this. If Eamon didn't come through, I wasn't sure I was going to stay in this world. I was so distraught, um, as any parent is, I just didn't know if I could make it. So, made it to Suzanne's class. The first day, she says, we're not doing any readings in this class. This is a class on mediumship. So, I thought... Oh, Eamon's not going to come through. You know, this is going to be a waste of my time. So the next, I decide to stay that day. Eamon gives me feathers. I find feathers like they're my job. That day I was thinking about not staying at the class. I go to lunch. I step out of the car. There's two feathers in a row, my sign to stay. So go to class the next day and you could tell Suzanne was a bit tired um, in her, her lecturing. And um, a couple hours in, she goes out and she says, I'll be back. And I had decided I wasn't going to stay. So I was waiting for her to come in and tell her, thank you very much, but I'm not going to stay. And the entire time, you know, I was just very quiet, just trying to hold my tears back. Suzanne comes. She goes back to the book table and I walk up to her. Suzanne looked like she saw a ghost. Her eyes get wide and she looks at me and her mouth dropped open. I had no idea why. And she said to me, I said, Suzanne, thank you so much, but I'm just really not getting out of this class what I thought I was. You know, I'm going to leave. And she looks at me still wide eyed and she said, before you leave, can I give you a reading? And I was taken aback unbeknownst to me the night before she was up all night, her daughter in spirit, Susan, and my son kept her awake all night saying that they needed her to give me a reading. So when she took her break before she went back to the table, she went in and she meditated and she said to her spirit guides and to Susan, if I'm going to give this frowning woman in the class, a reading, I need to have a sign. She said, because she hasn't spoken to me the whole class. They said, I'll give you a sign. When you go back in the room, go to the book table, and she'll come straight up to you. Wow. Yeah, so she said, there's no way this woman is gonna come up to me, so of course I did. She asked permission of the class if we could have a reading. Um, They, of course, you know, wanted to see her demonstration. We went and we sat down soon as we sat down she said her prayer she opened her eyes and she said oh my god you've lost a son and he's standing right behind you of course i broke into tears yeah and she said he's like my susan he's come here quote unquote to kick your butt he said um you're having such a hard time you prayed for me to come through i'm coming through to prove that i'm um alive she brought in validation of amen um how he transitioned um i'm to the point irene now it doesn't matter how anybody transitions we all transition one day so i don't need validation anymore because it was meant to be and it was going to be no matter what but she brought in all the validations of Eamon's illness, how he passed out at work um, beforehand. Eamon um, had one of the worst um, uh, cases of sleep apnea. It went from, um, it went from obstructive to neurological. Wow. Um, and she said many mediums have brought up that um, Amon had an undiagnosed heart issue, which she brought up as well. Um, she brought up, she said, I see horses. What is horses? His fiance is a horse trainer. She brought up um, my uh, his dad and about their relationship. She brought up so many validations. On my way to New Mexico, we stopped at a small church and I lit a candle for Eamon and one of my best friend's son, John Paul. She said he saw me lighting the candle. So the biggest thing that she said was Eamon said you're going to help other parents get through this and I looked at her like she had two heads I said Suzanne I can't even do this journey how am I going to help other people and he said through Suzanne you're not ready but when you're ready you are going this is your journey this is how you're going to honor me. Mark Pitstick had mentioned helping parents heal to me. And he said, perhaps one day you would like to be a leader. And I kept saying, no, no, no. Suzanne Giesman said the same thing. She's done many talks since then and talked about our story. And she used to say, I have no doubt one day Tracy will be a leader. Now she says, Tracy is a leader for helping parents heal. So, Suzanne basically, honestly, saved my life by bringing Eamon through because I knew he was alive, but I needed evidence, and I received that evidence. My prayers were answered. I prayed that he would come through, Suzanne, and he did.
0: What a blessing.
1: And I have to say, when
0: I first heard from Saul through John Edward, after Saul died, it was transformational for me also. Absolutely. I had no idea. When you have no idea and you are so lost... And then all of a sudden, they come through with all this proof of survival.
1: It changes your life. It changes your life. It changes your life beyond anything I could say. Don't get me wrong. You know, grieving- You still
0: miss them like crazy here.
1: You do. And grieving is such an individual journey. And I went from believing to knowing I know they live on. I have absolutely no doubt. I know Saul is happy. I know is happy. I know we communicate with them. But does that still make it all good? No. no. It's still very difficult.
0: But the is for you and me is that some people, because I think they have previous issues so the grief exacerbates it some people i think they get into that swamp and they can't quite pull themselves out where you and i even though we still have the sadness and we we get triggered and all of that kind of thing but we are really to to use a a a, you know a a phrase often used we're making lemonade out of the lemons which a lot of people don't do
1: exactly and part of mine i have to gorgeous inside-and-out daughters who are also part of my reason for being. All three of my of children are. I, when Eamon uh, passed, one of my daughters said to me, Mom, I feel like when I lost my brother, I lost my mother, too, and that sunk in very deeply. I knew I couldn't change that right away, but I knew if I didn't try, that it would make it look like Eamon meant more to me than they did. All my children mean the same to me. Of course. I I favored Eamon and that was no secret, but they all mean, you know, just as much to me. And I had to, uh, the other thing is, when it's my day to go home, I don't want people to say, Tracy was never the same after she lost Eamon, because that's almost blaming amen i want them to say look what amen's transition did it it changed tracy to help other parents and help them get through this journey i want that's my way of honoring amen instead of focusing on sleep apnea which i was going to do at first to me that's focusing on his death helping other parents is helping me focus on his life and what he would want me to do
0: You know, it reminds me, Tracy, and it means so much. And our stories are so parallel in many ways. Um, When they pulled me out of the car and saw what's dead next to me, uh, and I got all these messages and all, but one of the messages, one of the things I thought about, earth plane wise, was I have to survive this somehow because I need to show my son that you can survive. You can get hit by a grenade in life and somehow come through to the other end and move forward. Now, I this as they were pulling me out of the car it's like I scripted myself and I didn't know how I was gonna do that and I've cried and I've gone through a million things and I've seen therapists and I've seen healers and all that kind of thing and of course I've been on this journey in this world also and my son has said to me mom there has been nothing worse than seeing you in total despair and nothing better than seeing you be able to have joy again.
1: Absolutely. And I think you feel
0: the same way about your daughters.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: my daughters and I just got, um, it was just Eamon's uh, three-year, I call it rebirth day, three years since he went home. And after we got home, one of my daughters sent me a text that said, Mom, I am so proud of you for how strong you are and how well you're doing and how you're trying now did they not see me you know break down when i was with them and everything yes they did but they also knew that's part of this journey tears are a good thing you know you have to experience the grief to move on
0: And look how you're role modeling for your daughters because their lives are not going to be perfect. No. They're going to have things happening to them. And I feel that I role model for my son because life is what life is. So how do, we, how do we show them that you do not remain paralyzed by one episode?
1: And I do see many parents who have many things that they do – that they shouldn't do to try and get through this. You know, some drink, some take medications, some just think, woe is me. And I understand all that. And we all could do that. You know, every one of us could do that. But we do have to live this life. And Irene, I'm going to finish this life the best that I can because I am not coming back for a very, very, very long time if at all, after this hard journey.
0: <laughs> is, that, is that what you decided or is that what you've been told?
1: <laughs> That's what I decided.
0: <laughs> Thank well, <you>. the way.
1: <laughs> we will come back after a long time because eternity is so long. But if we do, if I do decide to come back, it's going to be a long time after this one.
0: Well, I put it another way. I say I have to heal as much as I can because I don't want to come back with the same some of these same turkeys the next time around. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very one of the reasons I, I do this with the podcast, I want people to know that they can heal and
1: you can Different. change your
0: karma and you can change your trajectory and you're supposed to evolve while you're here.
1: In my opinion, you will never get over the grief, but you can learn to live with it. That's the difference. Grief is always that that nasty little thing that's always there um, with you. But can you, for example, when I'm on, when I'm with my girls, I try, I say to myself, grief is always there when, when, you know, whenever, but while I'm with them, try and be present, try and be happy. You know, they're here. I need to try the best that I can. Grief is always going to be there. Um, You know, so you have to try the best that you can. We're going to be here until we go home, you That's know, right. we need to try and make the best of it. I want that beautiful smile that you have every you. day and the happiness you emulate. I, if, if you can do it, we all can do we it. We can
0: all do it. And it's taken time.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's been a
0: process. But um, now I look at, I have three beautiful grandchildren. And what if I had, and I almost died next to Saul that night. And what if I had sunk into that swamp and that's where I was would I be able to have the not that I don't miss Saul not that I don't think about him not that things don't trigger me not that I don't have my sad moments of course but would I be able to have the joy that I feel and really enjoy enjoy for the people who are still here with me as well as for myself if I didn't have this attitude and um, learn to live with it and embrace both parts of it, the good and the, and the negative parts, you know, it's part of that journey. Absolutely. And I just feel, I'm, I I feel so blessed. I just feel so blessed that even the fact that um, I've been able to communicate with Saul and be able to pay it forward and help so many people to know that we do go on and help people know that you can heal with this podcast. And people are finding out just from our chatting, they're learning a whole other way to deal with grief and to handle things. And both of us have been very affected by tragedy in our lives. So it's so important. And I want to ask you also, you were talking about um, helping parents heal and your role as affiliate leader. What does that look like? What, what do you exactly do? And tell everyone about this wonderful organization, because God forbid if they have a need for it or a friend has a need right. for it.
1: Helping parents heal is the broad group, which was started by Elizabeth Boisson and Mark Ireland. Mark Ireland's father was one of the most incredible mediums um, back in the day, but tragically they had both lost children. Um, So they're the main, that is the main group and we have many affiliate groups all over the world. So in-person groups that people can go to. Uh, Right now, I believe we're over um, 11,000 members.
0: Is that just in the United States, or the United States and Europe? And um, yes,
1: it's in Europe and uh, England, Australia. Wow. Um, so I am actually an affiliate leader for it's called Helping Parents Heal online group. Um, I had a sort of an idea um, with Brian Smith, Beth West, and Ty Smith, and I said um, they already had one online group, and I said, you know, since I don't really have people in my area why don't we do a zoom and invite speakers and this way anybody in the organization could have people like you we have mediums we have healers Mm -hmm. um, we have authors so twice a month um, usually on mondays and wednesdays we normally have more meetings now because there's such a need we have guest speakers we record them and then we archive the recordings So it's a wonderful resource that parents can go back to and watch over and over. Um, They can get, you know, information on healing, on mediums, um, on all kinds of things. So um, we've been doing this now. Oh, I guess we're going on our second year. And our affiliate group, we're about 4,500 people.
0: Now, What do you call an affiliate
1: group? Um, it's, it's just like we're leaders of the main group. We're like oh, the okay. sisters of them. The, the main group itself is everybody who wants to join, and there's a tribute page of the Children's Angel Day, which I call the Rebirth Day, um, and that's the big Facebook page. And then off of there, there's groups, all again, all over the country. And then our group is online. So a lot of times people, especially early in grieving, don't want to go to in-person groups or maybe there's none in their area or they might want to just get on and you know it's a closed group nobody else can read your coworkers can't read what you write if you're having a particularly sad day or you know sometimes people you know will just reach out and say please say something to make me feel better today I try each day to post something positive I try to put up something each day that will make somebody smile, or be happy, or think, or you know, encourage them. That's sort of uh, something that I try and do each day for our parents.
0: I've seen your postings; they're very helpful. I've seen your postings. How is helping is helping parents heal different from other groups in that you encourage the spirituality, the spiritual aspect? Absolutely. There are a lot of other groups that help with children with loss
1: of children. There's, there's several ways we're different. Number one, we believe our children live on. Um, we encourage that belief. We do not discriminate or do not care of anyone who comes in our group by anything. Anybody is, is welcome. Um, we encourage open dialogue. You know, a lot of people are religion indoctrinated. And, you know, if they want to talk about it and people can give their views, it's a wonderful open you know, experience. The other thing that's different about our group is I joined many groups early on and I had to stop going to their pages because they depressed me more than they encouraged me. We try and focus on encouraging parents. For example, we have um, a group of parents, I'm one of them, we're called Caring Listeners. If anybody's having a hard day or anybody just wants somebody to talk to, you can pick up the phone, you can call one of our caring listeners, they'll listen to you, they'll help you. I like to particularly just listen and encourage because a lot of times people just need to get it out. But that's a wonderful resource to have to people. You can find me sometimes texting parents at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning because I'll hear my phone ring and they can't sleep and they just want to know they're not alone, and if they're crying, you know, we can talk, mostly it's by text at that time in the the morning, but, you know, we encourage the uplifting. Yeah, is there a lot of sad posts? Yes, but other people who've either been through this journey longer or have a greater belief or knowledge, try and help those to bring up their vibration and to help a lot,
0: That's beautiful. Is that what you call a shining light mom?
1: Suzanne Giesman coined the term a shining light parent. That is a parent who believes in the afterlife, that our children are shining stars, and they are guiding us through this life and to try and make their transition a lesson in life and to find the blessing that can come through this when I say that, sometimes people will just say, are you crazy? What kind of blessing can happen from your, tri- your child's passing? Well, there are some wonderful things. You know, I met you, Irene, through this. Nice. You know, I, I'm helping other parents. I see life differently now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my love and compassion that I have now is a hundred, a million fold than I had mm-hmm. before it changes your life. You can find some things. I did a, um, Suzanne Geisman has a radio with Unity Radio, and I did, uh, her topic for me was finding the silver lining. We can find a silver lining in this tragedy.
0: That's beautiful. And I've done the same thing, basically. Yes. Um, You know, uh, I think that whether you, your attitude is a choice,
1: Absolutely. A lot
0: of people don't, don't choose to move on and be able to help others through it, and they are limited by however they've been brought up or things that they've been told, and they don't know they have a choice that they can step out
1: of I that get, box a little bit. I get a lot of people who will post, I have PTSD. Well, quite honestly, I think any passing of a child or a loved one, You do have PTSD because you have triggers. However, there are a lot of resources to work on that. Don't rely on, I have this, so I'm diagnosed with this, so I'm stuck with this. Try and find a way to work through that. It's not going to be easy. None of this is easy. But if you just get the mindset that this is what you have and you're stuck with it, then you will be stuck with it.
0: You know, it's so interesting because I just interviewed a woman who specializes in PTSD and she had it for 30 years and she overcame it and she has an amazing story. So I'm going to tell everybody it's going to be probably two interviews before this one will be broadcast and she's fabulous her name is michelle rosenthal and she's very well known in this field and she lives in florida so uh of course course. course. (laughs) so so if anyone would like to um check her out she has a program for helping people to heal their ptsd it's amazing that this just came see we're all connected we are all connected it's so amazing we're
1: we're also one thing i haven't mentioned which I really believe in is soul planning. I believe in soul planning very, very much. I believe Irene, you and I on the other side decided that we were gonna meet in this life. I know Saul, you know Amen. Right. This is all soul planned one way or the other. There are no coincidence, coincidences. There are synchronicities like how you and I met. I mean, mm-hmm. it's meant to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I like, I sometimes marvel at the heavenly connections that get made. And I just feel like, okay, I'm just going step by step. Let me know what's, what's coming up. Yep. Yep. You've been talking with what you've been saying is really a formula for how a person lives after the transition of their child. Yes. Find the silver lining in that, be it, um, Working for an organization, like I, after Saul died, I worked for an organization called Good Grief, which helped children who had lost parents and siblings. And that helped me a lot. And it's a lot of what you're doing. By helping others, it took my focus from myself.
1: Yes. And, and Mart Pittstick told me one time that a mother decided she wanted to feed the um, homeless. He said, every meal she gave, she quietly said, this is in honor of my son. Some people choose to, you know, um, do things in the way their child passed. Some people do organizations; they raise money for wonderful ideas. Um, you know, people do things in, you know, different ways. I think our heart is open. I think we look at life differently. Um, I was helping homeless veterans in Florida uh, before Eamon transitioned. He loved that idea. So, I also honor Eamon by doing what I can to help the homeless veterans in Eamon's name. Um, you know, it, so we all can pick things to help people to make this a better world, to leave our mark when we go, um, and, you know, to honor again, to honor our children. And it's
0: obvious this is the way Eamon is walking your journey with you.
1: Absolutely. I told you this morning I woke up. Um, you know, it was just Eamon's three-year anniversary, and I'd been feeling a little down since. I I love been that you call back. it
0: rebirth. I love yeah, it because we're grief for rebirth.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> so,
0: are. Oh, yeah. Another coincidence, exactly. right? Yeah.
1: I do. I've always. That's funny because before I knew you, I called it rebirth. Yeah. And when I woke up this morning, I could feel Eamon saying, "Mom, you love Irene. You go and do this because this is going to help so many people." and I'm so proud of you. I know Eamon wants me happy. I know Eamon's come through in many readings and saying how proud he is of me and he's helping me every step of the way. He is, cause I can feel him. I know he's proud of me and I'm thrilled to help anybody I can.
0: That's wonderful. Now you just say, you told me that you communicate with him through automatic writing, Mm -hmm. which I know about because, like I said, that was one of the ways someone communicated with Saul for me. Mm -hmm. So tell everyone what automatic writing is and how you use it to communicate with Eamon, and how can they learn how to do that?
1: Well, let me tell you why I started uh, automatic writing. When I was at Suzanne Giesman, when I first met her, after she did the reading, she heard from her spirit guides, and saying the way for my mom to communicate with me is through automatic writing. So Suzanne said, this was not planned in the class. If everyone's okay, I'm going to teach you how to automatic write. Of course, everybody wanted to. So we sat down. We say our, you know, you can say whatever you want. People say, prayers, people say, you know, they invite their loved ones to come in, they manifest it, whatever you want to call it, but you have to be able to quiet your mind, which is many Hard. times very difficult for me. me I, too. I like to start before I even get out of bed in the morning, because my mind is quiet. And so I will start with my meditation and my you know, invitation for Eamon. I will get out, uh, I'll I'll start getting the downloads and then I keep by my bed a, a paper and a pen and I get it out and I literally, Irene, I just start and my hand just starts going and I get these messages and these things. It's just almost like an automatic download. As long as I can keep my mind quiet and I have everything, if I had to get up and go find a pencil or something, or you know, I would lose my train of thought. And when Suzanne was teaching it in class, it just came, and I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. And afterwards, I look over at the lady, she had one sentence, and she said to me, How did you just do that? And I said, I opened my mind, I opened my heart, and it just comes through. It does take practice, it does take quieting your mind. There's a lot of YouTubes on it. I'm, I'm one of these big YouTube people. You can find anything you want on <laughs> <in, laughs> YouTube. Um, so you can, you can find it on there. It's a wonderful way to connect. It's easier for me than just pure meditation because when I meditate, then after I'm done, I like to write down notes. And that's harder for me to remember them, number one. And number two, just to stay in that zone so i would highly recommend people that's wonderful
0: it. that's another tool and a lot of people i tell people a lot of thing another tool i tell people about is using a pendulum yes and i and i that works for me so i think you have to find the modality that works for you but that is automatic writing is certainly someone something people can research and look at and practice and see if that works for them
1: mm-hmm. you know you know that's- um it's funny um I won't go into the whole details, but Suzanne Giesman was at something recently where Eamon dropped in. And the question was asked, how do you raise your vibration to be able to connect better? Eamon's response was, and I love this, and I thought of this often, was it's not a matter of us raising our vibration to get to them. It's a matter of finding the common wavelength to communicate. In other words, if there's a dial on a radio, find that frequency that you both can communicate. Amon's and I, it could be automatic writing, it could be meditation, it could be the pendulum. Find that common link that can help you communicate to the other side. It doesn't have to exactly, It it is hard for them to communicate when we're very dense and, you know, uh, very low vibration, but find that communication that helps you.
0: That's why also when people are so low, they go to mediums because they can't quite get there themselves. So
1: exactly. the
0: medium is able to do that for them. Um, you've immersed yourself in the study of spirituality, especially the works of Dr. Gary Schwartz, who researches the veracity of mediums and energy healing, Dr. Mark Pitstick, author of the book, Soul Proof, and Suzanne Giesman. In addition, you are now the assistant to evidential medium, Thomas John, who our listeners can learn about on episode 19 of Grief and Rebirth podcast. Are there transformational insights you've gleaned from each of these amazing people that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Oh, of course. Um, First of all, working with Thomas John is has been a, another one of my life-saving things. It gives me purpose. It keeps me busy. He is amazing. I see every single day uh, emails that people say, "You know, Thomas, you saved my life. You changed me." You, I see how he helps so many people. And he's so, he is such a amazing medium. He's, he's a psychic too, but his mediumship is incredible. Suzanne Giesman, again, she's my savior. Um, she changed my life forever. If it wasn't for Suzanne, I can probably tell you I wouldn't be here. I cannot speak her praises highly enough but she also she had her stepdaughter was struck by lightning 6 months pregnant on a clear day Suzanne oh became Suzanne became a medium because she meditated for 2 years to try and get this gift and she has honed this gift and is incredible the evidence she gets so she and she, she and Thomas donate a great deal of time to parents. Dr. Mark Pitstick and Dr. Gary Swartz, I am actually a board member of the Phone Foundation.
0: And I want to hear about that too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and big things are are beginning to happen with the cell phone. Come this August, um, there are going to be. Right now, I can't say too much, but. Um, They have developed a group um, that they're going to do, it's sort of like a church without walls. They wrote a book called Greater Reality Living. And it's a way to have a spiritual life with our beliefs. And what they're doing is they're having leaders in different parts all over the world as well. And they're going upon the principles of this book of how to lead your life and how to know about the afterlife. The cell phone is going to be a series of events. The first one is coming out that's going to be a yes no switch that needs a medium, but it will, when it does, be proof that the afterlife truly exists.
0: Would you please uh, share all that information with us at Grief and Rebirth?
1: Yes. I would love to let
0: people know about this. This is wonderful.
1: Yes. So after the yes and no switch, is is going to become a keyboard where you can ask the other side eventually wow it will be something such as either a video or texting on the other side can you imagine irene Real fabulous poor Saul would never get a moment's rest no, over there with not. the phone calls and the texting you would do to him
0: absolutely
1: but um it's it's coming to fruition he does it in conjunction with the University of Arizona. There's going to be starting to become demonstrations of it. Um, I, of course, joined, um, you know, just for the opportunity to connect to the other side, but it is is starting to become a reality. As a matter of fact, with the drop-in Eamon did with Suzanne the other day, he said that was part of the the communication is going to be through technology like the cell phone.
0: That is wonderful. I I think I have to one day have Mark on for Absol- me birth yes. to, would you mention please to him? So he know, we have to reach out to him so he, he knows. I think people would love to hear about this and learn about this, especially when he has it a little more emotion.
1: Yes. And what it, what is so funny is Mark kind of sometimes is the spokesperson for the cell phone. Dr. Gary Swartz is brilliant. So Mark always says he kind of dummies it down for the rest of us <laughs> because, you know, Gary's so brilliant and Mark puts it more layman's terms right. of, of how this happens. You know, there's a lot of things like EVP and, and different things that people use to try and communicate with the other side, but it's not. EVP, brutal. tell them what EVP is. Uh, that's, electronic voice phenomenon where they connect to the other side. But when Gary will present it, it will be non-refutable. It will be, it's not a hit or miss. It will be a hundred percent accurate.
0: I'm amazed that, that a university of Arizona is getting behind this because so many people in the, in the earthbound world are scoff at this. They're skeptical. They would not take this stretch. And that this is amazing.
1: It, I thought the same thing, you know, when that happened, of course, Gary jokes and he said, you know, all the other professors, a lot of times, you know, roll their, eyes, their eyes and, you know, everything at him, but he is such a believer. He also wrote a book recently. I believe it's called Super Synchronicities. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he believes that there's no coincidences. The other day we were on a call together and he said, I've been having all these synchronicities about um, ducks. He said, does anybody on this cell phone have any synchronicities about ducks? My mouth dropped open. Here in my office, I have a picture of Eamon standing here holding a duck.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And the other day I had a reading and the medium said, Eamon said, what's with the goofy picture you have of him holding a duck in his hand? And I thought to change that picture. And then when Gary said this is the synchronicity about ducks, I'm like, oh, that picture's mentioned. There
0: to it is. There. <laughs> there it is. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. How did you get on the board?
1: Um, back at two years ago, I was at a retreat that Mark Pittstick and Suzanne Giesman were having in Florida. And um, he was looking for people to help start it, um, start the promotion of it. And um, Beth West, um, myself and Brian, the same of us who are um, the online leaders for Helping Parents Heal all volunteered and we've just been with them ever since.
0: How totally fulfilling. I think that's absolutely wonderful.
1: We're actually getting ready to start. Um, Come uh, fall, they're going to start having events to start demonstration of this and the three of us are going to be helping putting on the events they're probably going to be starting in the arizona area so um, dr schwartz doesn't have to travel so much um so um, i'd like to
0: clue my people in there may be there, there may be very well could be a lot of people who listen to grief and rebirth who would love to yes be a part of that
1: and greater reality living because they want to incorporate both gary um says Although the cell phone is an amazing thing, greater reality living is about living the way we feel like everybody should, compassionate to others, you know, our belief in the other side, you know, why we're here, what our mission is. That's what you and I
0: are doing. That's actually how we're living. I mean, when they pulled me out of the car and I got that, be loving and kind to everyone. That is the essence of what this is and how you. Yes, How you change the way you deal with people, the way you handle your life and all of that. Yes. and um, that's absolutely greater reality. You're living in a conscious way. Absolutely.-. Mm-hmm. Where most of us are walking around not conscious. That's amazing. How um, do you have a special message about healing that you'd like to share with our listeners, or the importance of healing, or you know, something from your heart that you'd like to tell everyone?
1: You know, um, I, I said this when we were talking before. I do not believe we ever get over this and heal completely. But I do believe you can learn to live with it. I think you, each person, needs to go within themselves and find a way that will help them through this grieving process. One of my biggest biggest things that help me the most there's eight of us we call our sisters we call ourselves soul sisters eight we're all parents who've had children transition we're all from different backgrounds different parts of the country but we text each other every day we know what each other's going through the support find support it can be in a group it can be in a friend it can be, we're never alone. You, you, to me, just knowing that my sisters are out there and anytime I can reach out to them, I used to have this place I called the rabbit hole when I was just having a terrible day. I go down this rabbit hole. I turn myself off to everybody else. I don't go down that rabbit hole as much because I have the support of these women. Find the support. It's hard to do it on your... On your it's hard to rely on a spouse I don't I personally don't rely on my children because I feel that's a burden to them to feel like you know I can talk to them but I personally think it's harder for them you know I want other people you know to rely on that's what our group is for come to our group we'll help you any way you can I also say two things take it moment by moment because, you know, we, we, we don't know what the future holds. So quit worrying about it. We can't change the past. We don't know what the future is. So just live moment by moment. The other thing I like to say is each day, and I get this from my friend, Brian, he's, I call him my big brother. Each day is an accomplishment. Every day we make it through the day, it's an accomplishment. And it's also one day closer to going home to our beloved children or our loved ones that have passed
0: i'm ordering up champagne when i yes. cross over i once yes. will greet me
1: with champagne
0: Absolutely. With me honey, we got a lot to celebrate yeah
1: <laughs> and and because of all this i have told my children i've told everybody i don't want a memorial i don't want a funeral i don't want a celebration of life i want people to go they can toast a drink to me they can have a fond memory of me, but I don't need any of that. I'm going where I can't wait to go when it's my time to go. And just remember the good things about me. You don't have to spend all this money. I'd rather my money go to my children than to, you know, some elaborate something for me. Just say prayers. prayer, say, Tracy, I'll see you on the other side when I come.
0: That's beautiful. That's yes. beautiful. Everybody feels like a little bit, you know, differently about that. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I told my kids I want a little bit of a celebration uh, with champagne and sushi. And uh, <laughs> my friend's there. <laughs> and I plan to be there, too. <laughs> there you go. Me, too. Because, because when Saul died, I actually, um, John Edward channeled him the first person. And he actually said he sang a partner and friend of his wasn't at his funeral, which was true. He was at his own funeral. And many of us do attend our own funerals.
1: And I was told that Eamon was at, we did um, a private burial with just close people, and then we did a celebration of life, and Eamon was there, and he said, number one, my girls had to, my girls arranged all of it. I just wasn't capable at the time, and he was so proud of them, and he said he was so touched by all his fraternity brothers and all the things that they had to say, and the the people that showed up that he didn't even realize would come—it's—it's it's a wonderful thing, and—and and I'm so glad I did it for him. Yet that is not what I want it's for me. It's not your
0: style. it's—it's no. it's it's not your style, and that's absolutely fine. Everyone has to do what
1: absolutely need mm-hmm. to do
0: for them. Um, how do our re- listeners reach you, Tracy? There are two ways. to, If they want to reach Tracy, who never sleeps because she's constantly getting phone calls <laughs> from the world. Um, <laughs> Uh, How do they reach you and how do they find out about Helping Parents Heal? Okay,
1: Uh, Helping Parents Heal is on Facebook as Helping Parents Heal. Our group is Helping Parents Heal online group on Facebook. HelpingParentsHeal.org is the website. You can find um, book recommendations, healer recommendations. You can find groups. You can find all that. Um, If anybody needs me, Tracy Susie T-R-A-C-Y S O U S S I at gmail.com. You're more than welcome to email me. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Tracy Susi. If I think it still says Charlotte, North Carolina, because that's where I'm from. Quick funny story too. This is how people connect. Suzanne geisman did this talk about my whole journey and the drop, and it is, it's phenomenal, just the things that have happened um even since we had it but a lady in Australia's grief counselor watched the podcast gave it to her she never reached out to a single person she felt so connected she reached out from Australia to me she we have become fast friends she came to the first helping parents heal conference um and we stayed together the connections are boys we think are together. all our, Everyone's together in spirit, but I get signs for her. We get signs for each other's children. It's just absolutely amazing.
0: That's wonderful. That yeah. is so wonderful. Such a yeah. blessing. Yeah. I hate to uh, be drawing this to a close, but Aww. I need to ask you, uh, what is your tip for finding joy in life? Of all people in the world, you've got some good tips, I'm sure, and you're on the way towards it. Not necessarily having accomplished it, but you're getting there.
1: Yes, I'm getting there. I'm you. First of all, find role models like Irene. I mean, I just look at Irene and you just emulate joy after everything you've been through. People like you, my friend Sarah Rubel, who's walked this journey for 24 years, are my role models. And I look at them when I say, oh, I can't do this anymore. I look to to you all. I take things moment by moment. I have a wonderful support group of my friends. Um, And I also don't expect too much of myself. One day my daughter said to me, mom, you have to do me a favor. And I said, what's that? She said, I want you to get out of the house every single day to do one thing you love to do.
0: Oh, how wise and how loving.
1: So I have three dogs, two of them that I can walk. One is too tiny. And every single day, snow, rain. I've probably missed two days in the last two years since I promised her. That's my time. Number one, nature is so healing. I take my dogs, I leave my phone, I unhook, I go out, I talk to my son, I pray for all the children, I pray for the parents, I look at the beautiful Colorado mountains, I enjoy my dogs. So I make that time for myself. Nature is. So that's one of my big healers, watching the sunsets, looking at the clouds, being present, talking, you know, talking to your loved ones. I take time. You know, I hear Eamon say to me all the time, mom, I'm throwing signs at you right and left. You miss them all the time because you're not present. Be more present. If you can quiet your mind. That's hard for me. me too. Every single day, try and do that seticle My friend Beth had the greatest idea. Lent is coming up. You know, a lot of us do Lent. We're doing Splent this year. We're doing spiritual Lent. We are going to do something spiritual for the time of Lent. I'm going to try, sorry, my dog, the little one. Hi there. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm going to try my meditation skills during that time and my automatic writing. Spend more time on that because our busy lives take us away from all these things that can really help us.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Thank you, Tracy. Are you going to do splint with us?
0: Uh, I, I'll For a Jewish kid, I'll do Lent with you. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: I That's always, my- I always have done Ramadan. Um, I haven't in, in a while, but I always did Ramadan just to learn what it was to feel hungry and, you know, for their, for the Muslim reason to, you know, fast. Um, I wanted to know what it felt like to be, you know, without, and in, it really makes you, you know, appreciate how to help the people who need help who Absolutely. don't have food.
0: Absolutely. I have a friend who, um, while she was bringing up her daughter, she decided that what they would do every Sunday was to work in a soup kitchen and help the homeless and feed yes. the homeless. And with whatever she was going through in life, it gave her so much joy. And, and it also gave her daughter, who's a spectacular woman today, um, such a grounding and a gratitude
1: for her life. And what you said earlier and what you say to this, don't forget not only our children, but other children, other people are looking at us and observing us and can learn from us. You know, my daughters are saying, wow, uh, you know, I never thought mom would make it through this. You know, they're learning through me they're watching they just spent time um, with my best friend Beth, and you know they saw you know how she can deal with the loss of her son they 're watching us because they're having a hard time themselves navigating through things like this
0: absolutely I mean you know i i 'm actually very humbled when people tell me i 'm a role model, but i'm also very grateful because I made certain choices and i 'm really um. so um, just filled my heart gets so filled when people say that to me I feel well thank God that I can be a blessing that way to others for my pain and all the things that I have learned I can pass it forward
1: the other thing is I think you probably don't realize because I didn't realize this people have said to me you didn't know but I, I, my ego part of me doesn't even like to say this but you know you helped save my life because I listened. And if you can do it, I can do it. I didn't, I don't realize a lot of the time, um, how much one person or one thing that they can take away from this that can change their lives. You know, it's okay. If I said I didn't want to stay yet, I did. And I'm moving forward. Maybe that will help somebody else do the same
0: and that's the beauty of who you are and what i try to do too i try to be very authentic because i'm very human we're not super we're not superhuman. we're very human we've been through our trials and tribulations and they're not over life still continues to happen but i think a lot of things in life are a matter of attitude
1: what absolutely Mm -hmm. what you choose we all have choices we all have free will
0: and that's it. That that so you can set up anything you want on the other side. But if your free will, once you come here, chooses something different, well, that's your path and your journey. Yes. You know? So, um, I hate to end this interview, but I, we will continue on. And I could see having you back. And I really would love to have you back once that soul phone.
1: I would love to. Love phone, to. It, love that to. That it's foundation is the world. The,
0: Maybe you would even come with Mark or with Gary and sure, we could have a wonderful you know, conversation.
1: Our journey together is not over, Irene. No, no. Just, just starting. Be,
0: just beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, just your journey to find Eamon and your work with helping parents heal and teaching us all about automatic writing today. You're a gift and a blessing to so many, Tracy. Oh, thank My you. My heart built, you. thanks. Thank you. My thank heart you felt so thanks much. to you for being on Grief and Rebirth podcast today. And as I like to say, especially to you, Tracy, as well as to many of our listeners, to be continued. Bye for now.